So the big question is this. How do the best recruiters and recruitment business owners ride the highs and lows of recruitment whilst ensuring they remain at the top? How do they stay consistent? How do they manage their time? How do they cultivate the correct mindset? And what are the best recruiters and recruitment businesses doing differently? These are the questions that all recruiters want to know the answers to. This is the podcast where I have real and honest conversations with some of the most talented recruitment professionals globally to uncover all their secrets. My name is Hisham Azuz. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. This podcast is sponsored and supported by my good friends at Hunted. Last year, Hunted helped over 300,000 recruiters all across the world. They're dedicated to improving not just the industry, but your place within it. If you want to be a better recruiter, have more resilience, see greater success in your recruitment career, or simply change jobs or country, then you need to check out hunted.com. I'd love you to check it out and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm joined by Arjun Gillard, who is the head of .NET at Understanding Recruitment, currently managing a team of two people and looking to grow in 2020 and beyond. <laughs> Arjun, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Um, looking forward to this one. Um, and as you know, where I always like to uh, start, my friend, obviously, we're talking before... We started this, your experience in uni and doing archaeology, yeah. but um, how, um, <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how did Arjun end up into the wonderful world of recruitment, my friend? How did that happen? Um, yeah, so it was basically, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Standard recruitment thing. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to manage a bar after uni because really? I was doing that whilst at uni. Yeah. yeah. And um, my dad sort of, I had a phone call with him. I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay in York for a bit, manage a bar, see what happens. And yeah, got told to fuck off and get a job, basically. <laughs> really? Yeah. So he said, um, he said, that's all well and good, but get a career. You were in, in stupid amount of debt. Really? Get out of it. So I was like, yeah, 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 all right, made sense. So I just put high paid office jobs into Google. And, really? Yeah. And literally recruitment kept coming up. Really? Yeah. So I was like, that's what? Mad. I was like, what the hell is recruitment? Mm. Like, never known about it no one talks to you about that at school or uni or anything so did a bit of research into it Mm. um had a couple of interviews in like leeds and manchester because i had a missus at the time in york and she was like i'll get a job like around here yeah yeah. and then had one interview in london Mm. came came all the way down here really um yeah literally like spoke to them on the phone and they were like i'll come down to london Mm. i was like right yeah cool i'll get on a train Mm. um stayed with my mum and dad and then yeah had the interview got grilled for an hour and a half really then yeah then told to go away and have a coffee and then got offered the job like then and there but told she needed to accept like straight away basically <laughs> really close yeah it was literally what, like, like, what, like on the spot you're yeah playing. yeah it was literally like oh yeah we want you to join but like it's like yeah you've got to accept it otherwise yeah, that's what the it offer's is. not there yeah that's what it is basically well that's really? why that's how it felt like i had a yeah. couple of offers in um, did t- manchester did, oh, did you well. tell them that like obviously you've got a few things going yeah on? yeah i said look i've got a couple of offers in manchester but to be fair like i was pretty sold on it really and yeah i was like i was bought into what they said so yeah. i thought yeah i'll take it hadn't told my girlfriend at that time yeah what was um what was going on i just said oh i've got an interview in london yeah we all went out for drinks and like I got a little bit drunk, yeah. and um, she called me at about nine o'clock at night saying, "Oh, where are you?" I was just like, "Oh, I'm out with my new bosses." Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "What?" What? So was she, like, yeah, was, she wasn't up London. Really? She <laughs> yeah. didn't. She didn't join. Nah, she was still at uni. Really? Um, so yeah, I tried to make the long distance thing work for. I think it probably worked for about four months, yeah, and then that was that. yeah, that was about it. Especially in that London recruitment life, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going out and drinking Thursday and Friday, and then having to drive to York like on a Friday night if Stand- I didn't oh, go mate. out and yeah. that. And it's yeah, so um, okay. Very quickly then, before we sort of unpack your recruitment career, how um how did they sell recruitment out of uh, curiosity? <laughs> what was the what was the uh, recruitment pitch? Um, cool. It's thinking back a, a long time now, but it was. 
it was pretty much the standard was like that? four holidays a year like yeah. oh you learn 40k your first year like yeah. 80 your second 100 yeah, your yeah. third and and that you get a rolex and well, and all that sort of thing yeah which nice, me like i was what 22 because i did four years at uni so mm. i was just like yeah Let's i want go. yeah i want as much cash as possible yeah, i like yeah. the sound of that so yeah, yeah i was pretty pretty um, interested I, in it do you regret go, do you regret going to uni yeah part of me does really yeah because like I was well part of me does and part of me doesn't yeah yeah because I was like 35 grand in debt or yeah. something but I had a good time like I met yeah. loads of decent mates some yeah. of like still my best mates now yeah and like I just went out and like worked in bars got yeah, drunk and that but I didn't I basically saw uni as my part-time job and yeah, working yeah. in a bar was my full-time job because really? I was doing like 40, 50, 60 hour weeks really? working in Fair bars enough. and then... No, I'm just, I'm just interested. Nah. I'm, I never went to uni, mate, but as we were just saying before, like, it's a lot of people, it's it's a challenge, right? It's, mm. Parents want them to go to uni. Yeah. They feel like, or a lot of people feel like they have to go to uni now. Obviously, it's massively changing, right? But Yeah, that was um, a bit like me, to be fair. Like, yeah. my mum basically was like, you've got to go to uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I think I applied to one role which was criminology and then I was like yeah nah I, I, I ended up I ended up um staying at college for another year yeah do you, do you remember um EMA yeah yeah so you basically yeah. you got 30 quid a week yeah 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 that if, was it, obviously yeah. yeah if your parents and ex and um I stayed for a third year at college because it's the last year of EMA right so like 30 quid a week <laughs> what can I do buzzing with yeah that. absolutely buzzing mate and uh me and my mates did um a plumbing course. Oh, interesting. I know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> one of my best. One, no, mate. One of my best mates w is a plumber now, and that's his business. Yeah. But oh, mate, that I would absolutely crumble, mate. Yeah. But yeah, so I totally get that. It's it's hard, right? Knowing yeah. what you want to do and all that. I guess. Do, do you feel like now recruitment is your career? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think there's. I don't think there's anything that I'd want to do other than this because it is multifaceted yeah, like it's awesome it's marketing it's mm. sales yeah. like loads got, of things yeah it's just everything rolled into one so i think yeah i love the fact you said that mate i think big part of the the podcast is trying to like to make a dent on that like actually mm. making recruitment a choice a career choice yeah because it is a good career choice right yeah yeah do you yeah. know what i mean um okay cool so let, let's unpack it for everyone listening then so join that business and you worked there for seven was it seven or eight years uh seven, yeah seven and a half years seven and a half yeah, years yeah. so never worked in recruitment before mm. first job in recruitment stayed there for nearly a decade yeah it's a long time yes yeah. don't see that many that often on cvs now in mm. terms of working for a recruitment company for that long and then obviously um joined your re the company you work for now mm. was it june or july last uh, year july last year okay, yeah cool so let, let's definitely unpack the sort of seven or so years. So mm. um, what was the typical route then? So you joined as a trainee, I'm assuming, yeah. so on, rookie, whatever, and then climbed the typical ranks of, I don't it's, know, yeah. Well, yeah, so I, I started as a trainee, yeah. struggled as everyone does. Yeah. Took me three months to do my first deal. Yeah. Um, then was promoted to consultant, I think about five months in. Mm then senior consultant 14 months in when yeah. I started to build a team yeah. um, straight away from that, which was intense. Yes. Yeah. Didn't really know what the hell I was still doing, to yeah, be yeah. fair. Um, then, yeah, principal team leader, head of division. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. So then when you left, you was head of the division? Yeah, yeah. So I was head of, I was head of engineering and construction and then moved into SAP recruitment for about five months. Yeah, um, as well and then that's when I decided yeah, yeah time so for a change just, just to help me out and I'm mm. sort of un uncover that so yeah. when you got to the head of part how many people mm. were you managing uh, 10 10 yeah yeah, okay. yeah. so was it just your management sort of responsibility just increased basically and sort of evolved yeah is that what typically happened pretty much so when I got to 10 people I was off the phone really? and then yeah so then I was just a manager yeah. like growing the team yeah influencing doing okay. some bd and right. and that sort of thing but up until that point i was, was always, always a yeah billing manager which mm. to begin with i struggled with because mm. i didn't i couldn't manage my own time yeah. and i was expecting to manage someone that. else <laughs> so uh, first year recruitment yeah always like to talk about it mm. how was that for you mate so um, did your first deal in three three months in yeah so i did my first deal in january 2012 remember the candidate's name yeah 
was it? Earthen. Earthen. Shout out Earthen Earthen. <laughs> <laughs> you always remember that first yeah. deal. Always remember it. That's class. So two, yeah. yeah, three or so months to do your yeah. first deal. And then, um, yeah, so Jan 2012 to December 2012, I did 140K. Really? Yeah. Which, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, it was yeah. all right, to be fair. Was it so. all perm? Yeah, all perm. Yeah, I was always perm. Really? I did a couple of contract deals, but yeah, all primarily perm. perm, yeah. So what what do you think enabled you to achieve that, do you think? Looking back or thinking back, what, what do you think are some of the things that contributed to, to be able to do 140K in your first year? I struggled really? my first year. Like, literally, it was... I think they like pushed me to a point where they thought I was going to quit really? because I just I was so crap for the first couple of months. What makes you crap? What do you think made you crap? I just couldn't speak to people. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, like I thought I was asking the right questions and I just wasn't. Mm. And then I wasn't I wasn't doing the right things like I was I was able to pull jobs with like multiple companies but then I'd send like one CV, two CVs and have one interview at like loads of different companies places, yeah. yeah and then you didn't give yourself enough opportunity yeah pretty much that and then i sort of sat down with my director and just went through it all and said look work fewer jobs but work them into the ground mm. and then that's when it started to pick up for me really and then yeah i just literally did the same thing but i was working half seven in the morning till like half eight nine o'clock at night really? just to yeah just to get good because really? yeah i was just crashed really putting putting the graph <laughs> yeah i literally just put a shift in what um what what how what how many sort of jobs did you end up sort of typically focusing on them what did it ended up sort of narrowing down to my aim, yeah my aim was probably about i'd say i'd solidly work four or five a month mm. and then aim to fill three or four that's interesting that's yeah that's I did, pretty did, much did, it. shared a podcast recently with a chap called tom who says that he sort of always encourages his team to have like four opportunities per month, like four yeah. opportunities to to make placement. Yeah, it seems like quite a good, quite a good barometer. Mm. Like, and that's not just one interview in each. It's like solid amount. Yeah, of do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then do you still sort of aim for that now? Yeah, like quite pretty a much. Solid metric to aim for that gives you the best chance of closing off what you want to. Yeah, pretty much. I still aim for four or five solid jobs a month mm. with like four or five interviews at first stage three yeah, interviews yeah. at second stage and then i'm like right i should be doing at least yeah, something yeah, each yeah. month what what do you think knowing what you know now what do you mm. think makes a job a solid job <sighs> rules of engagement we used to call it at my old place really? so it's like actually having a hiring manager who's committed to hire mm. so like on like just having things in place so when you when you qualify in the job right so i'm going to send you five cvs by 24 hours or 48 hours whatever it is let's book in a time to speak through the cvs at this time mm. like when you're talking about the the job when can you interview and absolutely nailing down like specific mm. days and interview times and then like oh what happens after the first stage what like the second stage when's that going to be when have you got booked in for that who will who will the person be meeting and like mm. just truly understand what the hell's going on yeah and if they're not giving you that commitment i don't work it yeah because yeah, yeah. i'm just like no you're not serious about hiring i'll send one or two cvs just to yeah, like yeah. see what it is yeah and if they then come back committed then yeah fine i'll i'll work That's it really but other than that i'm just like you, nah. you're, de you're definitely not finding all that out at the beginning are you no as soon as you go all, yeah. yeah yeah i'll give you a job mate <laughs> yes let's go I've got a job on. <laughs> yeah. running around the office <laughs> like, yeah, i'm doing it yeah do you know i what remember mean? i remember i still remember when i pulled my first job yeah i was like cool i've completed recruitment yes. <laughs> done yeah i know and such then, a yeah. great feeling yeah then so no no i absolutely love that and again it like it sounds simple and this may have came up in the past, but like it's the it's the basics that you gotta get really right. And if you're if you're having if you're getting all those details with four or five businesses, four or five hiring managers a month or the same sort of people per month on jobs that they're hiring for, yeah, there's an even better chance that and you can actually have a real good idea then that the right case okay, so I've got obviously a couple of people at first stage, a couple of people at second stage and you've got an, a natural proper timeline then of yeah, like, right, yeah. this is this is when it could drop and this is when it could placement rather than not sure when they're doing the final stages, da, 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 mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So is that something you live and sort of die by now then? Yeah, pretty much. Like I literally, I look at my calendar every day and I'm mm. like, I've colour coordinate all my calendar on Outlook so mm. I know what candidates are interviewing on what dates. I'm like, right, cool, I've got this, this and this. Yeah, yeah. And if I haven't got 
like if my calendar's not red with the mm. category, I'm like crap. I need to sell some CVs in, or I need to yeah, get yeah. some new jobs on. And so, yeah, it also, and then that also ties in. That also helps you understand where you need to be putting your resource and time. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Exactly that. Okay, mate. Why didn't you quit in that first year then, mate? Because um, seventh. I mean, obviously, when we were just chatting before we walked in mm. here working from home today yeah 7 30 to 8 30 p.m mate bit yeah. of change that <laughs> like what i mean to be fair i've heard a couple of times um sort of there's no sort of set um background that gives you the best possible chance of being successful mm. in recruitment but obviously working in a bar job involves a fucking hard graft you yeah. know what i mean yeah was, so i've heard yeah. it a couple of times like hospitality can be a quite good background because they've got that work ethic and these things but yeah. why do you think you didn't quit early on because that that could have prevented a lot of people quitting here burnout a lot of the time yeah. now do you know what i mean why do you think you didn't quit i think it was a combination of two things it was personal pride mm. like i just don't like losing like mm. i never have i don't think well i don't think anyone likes losing yeah. but it just i get that not in my stomach when yeah. I'm not doing well mm. so that was just, you, so you've always had that yeah I've always had that I had a point to prove to like my directors because they like they thought oh I, like I was going to quit yeah. it was like it was almost why do you think they? why Why do you think they felt like you was going to quit I think just because I was really struggling really yeah, yeah I was just really struggling and I th- thought they probably thought ah he's probably just thinks it's too hard he's gonna jack yeah, it in yeah. but so that was a point to prove and just like my mum and dad really, I was gonna say your like, parents, yeah really. it was yeah it was mainly like like having an Indian mum it was almost like it was always oh you've got to get the best education yeah, you've got yeah. to get like decent A stars A's at GCSE A levels so that's gonna degree, yeah. coming back as a failed recruiter is gonna be even worse <laughs> yeah. mum I'm not a doctor and I'm a failed recruiter <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Go yeah. away. Yeah, pretty much that. When, <laughs> I said, when I said I was going into recruitment, she went, what the fuck is that? <laughs> really? It's like, why are you no doctor? Why are you no lawyer? I was like, oh, all right. Be all right, mum. Don't worry. I'll make a success of yeah. myself. No, that's all. No, mate, I love the honesty there. So just a real, just real personal drivers ever not yeah. to fail. Yeah, I love that, mate. So did, did you, do you think, did you feel like you had like a second option or like that was it? Like this was it? Do you know what I mean? Did you feel like, right, if this goes wrong, I'll just end up back in bars or was that not an option to you? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really an option for yeah. me because I'd moved from York to London. So I'd mm. like left that bar life behind. Like obviously I could have got a job in yeah. bar, in London, but yeah. like I didn't want to. Yeah, I wanted was, that high paying office job. Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. <laughs> the one I was kept Googling and finding out <laughs> so much about it. <laughs> okay, mate. So... Year two then, mm. clearly you obviously built up some momentum, confidence. Yeah. So by that point, you was a senior consultant. Yeah, or? senior consultant year two. And yeah. ha- so how, what sort of um, enabled you to progress then? How was that measured? Was it just done on billings or was it done on sort of other things? Yeah, it was, it was just billings. Was it? But it was when we first started out, it wasn't deal value. It was number of deals you're doing. So oh, okay. I, had to, I had to do seven over three months really basically but i mean my first actual target to hit senior was literally just don't do don't blank in december really like and i blanked in december i'd like yeah i think i had about 35 interviews and i was literally pulling my hair out and then yeah that happened and they were like right this is what your target is so i pretty much nailed that in like two months and then got promoted Mm. and then yeah started hiring a couple of months after that what and did you want that um I didn't want it at that time, mm. to be fair. But that was just the, that was the structure that they had. Yeah, because it was like I was the first hire with two other people, so mm. they wanted to grow and like they had been what, growing. Other business? Yeah, 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 really? yeah. I was the first hire with two others. Um, so there's four of you when you started. Yeah, yeah. There was three, yeah, it was three directors, three other people, like a couple of other people in the business. Oh, and sorry, and obviously, my obviously talking about X four here, right? Yeah, and it, like, yeah, yeah. I've they're a big business, right? Yeah, they're about 150 now with and you like, was, multiple officers. Oh, yeah. what? And it was literally four of you in the room. Yeah, yeah, Mad. literally that. Like it was. That, I think that's why I struggled so much because it was like it was an office environment and that was just small. Yeah. And like when when no one was on the phone, you oh. could, you knew no one was on the phone. When you were the only one on the phone, like you could hear. You just like, every, yeah, everyone was listening, and like I could just tell when I fucked up a call. I was like, right, I'm off to the boardroom with like my director yeah. to go through that call and the walls were thin and yeah. everyone could hear really? yeah what that's tough man yeah that was that was a tough toughness but i i thrived off that like mm. i really not Mate, a god you, got kick no, you had nowhere to hide yeah exactly so it's just literally like just get on with it
with it, crack on and just yeah, do better, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Definitely toughed you up then. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, because obviously I just had a perception of what they are now. So I, I, yeah. I didn't realise that. So that yeah. makes sense then. So they obviously wanted to scale. Yeah, exactly. Arjun was obviously one of our early hires. Mm. We've toughened, toughened him up. He's gone through a lot of stuff that he's had to get through. So mm. makes sense that you can now manage yeah yeah <laughs> loosely managed <laughs> to be fair i did well with, with my first hire like i got him hitting his lunch club like his first billing month like he really? joined and then his next month got him doing three deals really like yeah he he got off to a good start because he basically had my market in the north and midlands and i'd already established like clients yeah, so there. Your relationship. yeah so i just basically said work this role i'll send that candidate yeah, yeah. like and helped him out yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. just to frame it up then year two mm. managed that whole time then as a senior yeah, consultant yeah. and how many people was it just the one person or? yeah it was one to begin with I think I hired someone else towards the end of the year yeah. as well but we went we we always had quite a good retention rate but I just had a couple of people that like left for just didn't work out yeah one like parents I think parents didn't want him to be in London anymore so he yeah. moved away and then the other one wasn't that good yeah yeah um and then yeah like then started to grow and what did the team get to then um by the time i left i had 20 people underneath me yeah um like a mixture of trainees consultants team leads really like business development people and that yeah, yeah. so year two to sort of year four then yeah what did that look like then so by that point what was it sort of like a team of 10 or um no nah, that was about i think up to about four i had five people underneath me really um yeah year four it was me billing, I was always billing, I was always one of the top billers, yeah. um, just growing them, getting them good. And yeah. then, yeah, it was only after like year four that where I started to hire more and more, more people yeah. more regularly. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just talk a bit about that for a sec then. Because yeah. I think, I, I, look, I've, I never, I've never done the role, but you, were, you always hear it, obviously billing manager being really difficult. Yeah. How how did you ma how did you maintain your billings while managing then? If you, how did you maintain that sort of top biller or being in the top three whilst managing? just working longer hours really really yeah really and truly and it was it was that but also being smart with my time like with the jobs i was actually working okay so like if i just thought yeah it's not worth my time at mm. all so you really value your time yeah i just wouldn't work it and i did i did the same thing pretty much every day like come in first thing in the morning dharma leads go on like the job boards see what new candidates are out there yeah. and then like bd or work a job that i needed to do yeah. and then i just I always set myself like I wouldn't go home until I did X or I wouldn't really? go home until I did Y. And then let's talk about that then. So what, yeah. what your, what should, and I'm assuming you have your, the same day plan. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what, what, what did a typical billing manager day plan look like then? Because obviously you're a billing manager now, right? Yeah. So yeah. what is it typical? What is, what is involved in that day? How have you structured it? So yeah, pretty much the same thing. Like dialing my leads first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, Going now LinkedIn recruiter, so yeah. save searches. I still use some job boards, yeah. so I just basically go through all those, get my messages out, yeah, um, and then just think about what I need to do. So is it BD morning or mm. sourcing morning for jobs that? I still and how what, what how do you how do you decide that? I just oh, how many CVs I've got outstanding with the yeah, with yeah. the companies. So that's your like sort of pipeline and yeah. interviews you got booked in. Yeah, pretty much that. So yeah, have I got enough CVs out there? Have I got enough interviews on going? Mm. that's yeah if and then I, how how does how does the management aspect fit into all this so what the one of the people i'm managing now has got like two and a half three years experience okay. so he's pretty self-sufficient like yeah. i catch up with him like obviously we talk every day and that yeah, but yeah. i have like two one-on-one -on -one meetings a week with him okay. that's literally it um my new starter who started in january um the end of jan he's already like not self-sufficient, but he's confident and competent enough that he yeah. knows what he's doing. So he sits next to me. So I'm just like, if you need help, ask me. Yeah. And like when he, like if he's mixing his search things up or if he's doing something, yeah. I'll sit and watch him. Mm. So, cause I'll just literally turn my head like that and watch him do it. Mm. And then, yeah, then crack on with it. Yeah. Right. And then what about, what about so that's now, but what about yeah. when you was growing that team? What did that look like? Cause that was um, difficult. Yeah, that was difficult. Um, was it, was it quite reactive? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because I was, I was literally being pulled here, there, and everywhere. So like, one minute I was doing internal interviews, one minute I was doing training, like and training new starters. The next minute I had to do like call coaching and call listening. Yeah. 
it was just basically what I did with sourcing or like my own business. Whenever I had time to actually do my own thing, I was just like, right, head down, don't talk really to right. anyone. Yeah, and just literally and did just you, do did that. Did you communicate that? Like, look, guys, like if you if you like absolutely have to grab, yeah, me, that's fine, but. I'm, I'm going to be doing this yeah pretty much I said like I always said there's no stupid question yeah but like if someone was just like oh where's like where's Oxford or something I was yeah. like oh, like shut didn't, up. yeah shut up basically yeah, yeah. and just cracked on because like, there's an element as well obviously when you're going through that process that you also don't want to be the comfort blanket for these people yeah do you know what I mean yeah yeah like if you if they always ask you questions that they may know the answers to but mm. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, there was that... I found that tough when I first started managing off that comfort blanket because the first couple of people, I literally poured my heart and soul into yeah. training them and because it, it was... I saw them as an extension of me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they need to be seen as good around the business yeah, and, yeah. and everything like that. So, um, yeah, but I think that may have had a negative effect on them in, like, second or third years for them when my team grew more and more and I was spending had more less time with yeah. yeah so that's interesting it is yeah can be hard to get that balance though right I it is can. yeah because sometimes I think I like one of the mistakes I made I went full tilt and didn't give them enough support from yeah. day one and like then they really struggled through it yeah. and then I had to pick them up like six months in a year in and that yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah it's just literally I always learn from my mistakes so it's just fo- like making them and then learning yeah, yeah, from yeah, them learn basically from, of course. yeah yeah so Billings wise then mm. year four ran out what so you like how what did you do roughly like if you can remember if you were like um, sort of in the top yeah it was 200 top, okay. really? like, yeah 200 with a team of five 200 with a team of seven I always hovered around 180 to 200 yeah. um with my team like when yeah when I had a bigger team and that how, how like it must be hard to do that when you've got yeah. a team. Do you know what I mean? Some people can't even do that when it's just them doing everything. Yeah. All they've got to worry about is themselves. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Obviously, yeah. I know you said like you put in the hours. Yeah. But I'm just thinking if there's anything else there. Like, did you, like, what was the setup? Did you have, did you focus, did you focus on clients and getting in the jobs and then you had did you did it, was there a lot of splits that contributed to that no it was all my own business really like we didn't we so didn't have splits yeah didn't i did split. i did everything i didn't have resources everyone that started was a 360 consultant like Mad. from day one like i was yeah you literally you're speaking to candidates for the first week and then speaking to clients from the second week really yeah yeah so was, though so that sort of circa 200 grand that you always sort of maintained and got even when yeah. you're managing a team that was all through like Arjun's relationships and you delivering sourcing clients yeah, yeah. everything like, yeah some had passed me over jobs yeah but yeah, like, yeah. yeah but it so was be like collaborative but yeah yeah it wasn't like we didn't have splits oh you'd get 25% of that really like yeah at that, st- at that stage it wasn't like that it, I think it is there now but yeah not, but when you like, was growing yeah. that team yeah 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 that must have been really difficult it was yeah it was just literally it was just hard work really <laughs> just yeah just working longer hours and just literally being smart with your time I was when I was having more people underneath me mm. I wouldn't really work a role under 20% 19% okay, that, sort of, that sort of thing because and it was like 45 50k mm. salaries as a, as a minimum just because I was like if I if I could make one placement a month at 12k 13k mm. That's but better than yeah. That's better than doing one four k deal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's I interesting. I think that that that's the insight in there. I think mm. clearly as you're as you um, progress in your sort of career, you can yeah. just really really valued your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you said, back to sort of your advice and your process of working with hiring managers that are committed mm. to you being committed to the right jobs to you only working at set fees that again it's it's valuing your time yeah that, as you said it gives you the best possible chance and that when you do allocate resource the the, the resource that you're putting towards it gives you the best possible return that you could get you yeah know I mean? exactly i think that's an interesting insight yeah um so why why do you think you sort of prog- like progressed compared to other people around you maybe like why do you think you got to the head of position because you just took the tip, like so. Obviously, that continued to evolve. You then got the head of that that team, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Why do you think that is? I think it was just because I was always, like, always willing to do things. Really? Like, yeah, I just I was always there, putting the work Send in. The work ethic. Yeah, just the work ethic. Like, 
at the AGMs the first two years they introduced well they introduced a leader of the year award mm. like I won that the first year and then won it the next year really? and that yeah just because of like the work I was doing and I was just always right. on hand to help people and really? like yeah just do do whatever I could where, really. where did that come from mate where's that how <sighs> yeah because that where, where's that I think, come from yeah I don't actually know because I've naturally I'm not an empathetic person <laughs> <laughs> really like yeah to be fair like I always say to like my friends and family I'm like I hate people and they're like why, why are you in recruitment because all you do is That's talk mad. to people I'm like yeah um, I don't really know I think it's I think because I hired those people and I saw them as an extension of myself yeah, I was like, like right, I, yeah I want to get you good I want to get you doing doing well mm. so I think it I think it was Back just that pride yeah 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 just hold yourself in high esteem mm. and like hold others around you in the same mm. same category really do you think you'd if you were to sort of go back and start that that whole process again do you think you'd mm. do anything differently yeah I'd realise well I've realised now that there's different ways to manage different people like when I okay. first when I first started managing I was basically managed like I was basically managing how my director managed me mm. which was kind of like with an iron fist really yeah and it's like don't get out of line do this do that yeah and it's my way type thing yeah and I think towards the end of my career there I was thinking right there's different ways to manage people some people need like an arm around them other yeah. people need a stick and you and you like ju- and you just had to work that out yourself. Yeah, pretty much, pretty hard, much it? that. Yeah, it is. It is almost like it's a light bulb moment, like when you finally figure that out. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But yeah. when you're like, especially as you said, like you was in that business early, got managed by the directors, so everything is going to back up. And like, obviously, you've done well there, yeah. so it's like everything sort of backs up. That well, if I manage them like I got managed, well, there's a good chance that they're they'll going to be. Well. Yeah, yeah, they'll do well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. did you just literally just learn that through trial and like just through like, well, actually this is this is, isn't working. Yeah, I just used to trial a couple of things and just see how it did, how it did work or didn't work. I was like, oh, I probably won't do that again. Or, really? Yeah, and then Mad. just yeah, just kept going. It's uh, it's only more recently now that I've taken more of a desire to learn about management. So I really? listen to like yeah, I listen to a lot of Audible now because I hate reading. Yeah, like I used to like it, but I just classic don't have the time to yeah, yeah. to do it so i'd stick my headphones in or like when i'm drive to work now i listen to like podcasts or yeah. like management books leadership books all so that sort of thing actually trying to learn about it yeah pretty much yeah so, so yeah so i guess as time it's like well actually i mean how can i improve and how can yeah. i get better yeah, yeah i think that, that's a great thing now isn't it i think like if you were to search for that or look for that at the beginning of your career yeah how much would you have found I'm not sure yeah probably don't not know. a lot yeah you know what i mean so i think that's that's such a great thing um, mm. so what what I'd really like to sort of do now mate is I guess just a final part on that mate because mm. like obviously you did really well you progressed the ranks worked your absolute socks off but how 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 was your sort of mental and mindset piece through that do you know what I mean because obviously I know now you do a lot of posts was you do like Friday posts like mindset Friday yeah, or something well, like that Wednesday yeah oh, yeah I just do happy mindset day on a Wednesday night yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, I guess back then mate in hindsight mm. we're like mentally working long hours tough yeah do you know what I mean drinking a lot like yeah. do you know what I mean like what yeah. how how was how was your mindset and how did that contribute to yeah the success there do you think like looking back on it mm. I wasn't in a good headspace really like yeah it, it was like I thought I was enjoying my time like I was going out every Thursday mm. m- most Fridays as well mm. like still going to the gym and everything but mm. not in as much as what I do now but yeah. it was I was stressed constantly yeah. and I think just tired all the time and mm. like I think then the little things that people around me would do would just make me snap or really? like yeah or just like make me in a mood yeah and it's it's like it's not good for you <laughs> that no, at course. the end of the day so um yeah I think, the, how did that start changing I think I'd it was more just growing up a bit really I was, yeah how old you now uh 31 now yeah. yeah yeah so I think when I started to get to about I'd say 27 28 was mm. when I was like right I'm not going to go out every Thursday Friday yeah it was mainly Thursdays yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll come yeah. back one day um, so you just started to just, re- just start working on yourself a bit yeah pretty much that and then um, 
but I bought a flat and my missus moved in with me mm. and it was that grounded you yeah grounded me yeah she um yeah she literally not that she said you're not going out or anything but yeah. she was like oh why don't you go to the gym or why don't we spend time together and yeah, yeah. and that which made more sense <laughs> to be fair so um <laughs> that's right yeah right? so obviously the position that you're now in right so you obviously left the business that you was at obviously a big part of yeah um, and you've gone into a completely different market. Yeah. So obviously, as you said, so for like seven years, you was in the construction engineering. Yeah. That's where you did all the things that you've been talking about already. Yeah, yeah. Then you tried something a bit different. Yeah. And now you're in a, yeah, you're ahead of .NET. Yeah. So we're talking tech. Yeah. Right? How was that transition? Like, that's difficult, right? Yeah. I had, I had imposter syndrome I had two weeks off before I, when I left X4 and joined Understanding and I was getting in my head a little bit. I was like, what if I'm not actually like good at recruitment? Yeah. I was literally just like, what if I'm not good at recruitment? What if like I rose the ranks at X4 because I was just there and it was just like, oh, you've been there X amount, you get promoted. And it was, I spoke to my missus and she was like, what the hell are you on about? Like, you've been successful, you know what you're doing, just trust it. So, yeah, I got... So you was worried about it? Yeah, I was. It was was naturally, because I'd been in the same place for like seven and a half years. Like, it was the first job out of uni. Yeah, so you have no, you have no other things to compare it to. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what, no, actually, I've got a really good chance. Yeah, Yeah, exactly that. So, um... Yeah, when I when I first started, everyone there was so welcoming. Really, like that just put my mind at ease straight away. Yeah, from like from the moment I went in there for an interview, even from the moment I started talking to one of the directors, mm. like having a telephone interview, I was like, ah, oh, this seems like a yeah. a nice place where I can see myself working. Mm. Got in there, and yeah, everyone was like, right, you've this is what we expect you to do. I had no target for three months, which really? I think helped. helped. But yeah. But I did, um, I had my first offer two weeks in. Cheers. I did my first placement like four weeks in. Cheers. And then, yeah, then just started. Building uh, yeah, that. started billing from, from there. So Mate, I've, I've, done, I've done well there so how, far. Um, okay. So how, how, how did you find, because I'm sure a lot of people think this. I'd love to get sort of your perspective and experience mm. on this. If I'm a recruiter listening right now, I've worked one market for three, four, five years, however many, yeah. however many it be, obviously you've got a real asset there in terms of relationships. And mm. that's like, that really helps you to sort of continue growing your billings, right? Yeah. So how have you actually found, like, basically just not chucking that all away, but like, right, okay, I'm starting a new chapter, mm. new market, new clients. Like, how how have you actually found dealing with that and that transition? Yeah, I mean, I was I was lucky that I walked into a warm market. Okay. So what makes it warm? What what is a warm market? <laughs> well, I turned up and there was a load of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, they were literally like because um, there was one uh, one chap there who reports into me working all these jobs and was like, yeah, we've got ten that need filling. So that was I was just like a yeah. kid in a candy shop basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to make so, money. So fir- first thing, again, sounds basic, but yeah. first thing, if you're considering a move, yeah. like, what do you know what you're getting into? Are you starting from completely scratch? Yeah. Are you actually going to be walking it into an actual warm desk, blah, blah, blah? Yeah. So obviously that helps. Yeah, so do, yeah, do your research into it and mm. like, if it isn't a warm desk, like find out what their expectations are yeah. for it. Like, am I expected to bill after a month, yeah, two yeah. months, three months? Like, what's the actual yeah. thing? Because some people, like, they have to build a, a business from scratch again and they, they might not be doing a, a deal or placement for six months or seven months because yeah. they have no relationships. So, yeah, yeah I'd definitely, definitely advise doing that. And, and what, was that, what was the actual experience of a warm desk? So did that mean that you could call up and go, look, we had never spoken before. I worked for a business called Understanding Recruiting, yeah. who you should know. Like, or you was working on the jobs with the person who was working in yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much that. So you could so, just re- yeah. literally say, I'll work with Thingy, with thing, uh, such and such. Yeah, yeah, it was literally, yeah, literally just that. And really? Yeah, and it was, um, yeah, just f- source basically. Really? Yeah, so I started, sorry, go on. I was, well, I started doing that, but I was wanting to BD at the same time, so I was like, really? right, I want to get my own businesses and yeah. like relationships established and that, so. Stop how that. and then how how have you found like the technical part like how have you found picking that up yeah i d- did some research into it yeah like when they said oh you're going to be head of dot net i had two weeks off as i said so i was googling like what is c sharp what is dot net yeah i put dot net developer into the job boards just to look at 
other people's adverts. Smart. And just was like, oh, right, so this and this, yeah. like C Sharp, ASP.net, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then Google what that would be. Okay. And then go on LinkedIn and see if I could find developers with that skill set. Just yeah, before. Yeah. So saw was, them before you started. <laughs> yeah, pretty oh, much. Mate, so just, doing, just doing some searching myself. That's awesome. And seeing how it would work. And then the way I learned about the tech was asking candidates mm. like yeah just literally like i'm new to i'm new to tech recruitment i've got eight years recruitment experience but i know what i'm doing but i don't know what this particular market is mm. and i just asked the candidates what is this and how did that how was that received by the majority of them it was like received quite well because i was just open and honest, honest with them yeah because yeah, i said i said look this is a company we're working with this is what the role is like talk to me about your experience with that mm. and if they were like oh yeah I've done that for years I'm like okay cool what does that actually mean because I don't know what it means Yeah. and yeah some of them were just like oh, go away but yeah. other like go away put me forward for the role others were just like the majority of them were just happy to chat yeah and then you just got better and better at picking yeah, up the yeah. nuances and understanding yeah because I'd always like I started doing mechanical design recruitment then I'd like my team grew into electrical quality like production process. Oh, was so, this at X4? Yeah, th this was at X4. So I kind of had to learn ah. about different things. So I've, I think I've just naturally evolved into yeah. having that yeah. right. Figure out what it is. Yeah. Now it's been spoken about before. So like, don't be afraid to ask stupid questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be as you said, I think that that's definitely the way that you should play it. Right, just be honest and transparent. Like, look, this is my experience. This is where I'm at. Yeah. I'd love to find out a bit more about what you've been up to in your experience. Da da da. Yeah, hopefully seven, eight times out of ten, mm. you they say they yeah. say yeah, you know what this is what's going on, Arjun, blah blah blah, and then on the next call, great, you've got a couple more words and nuances that you understand now that you can then use to advance yeah. the next one. Yeah, exactly that. Um, okay, mate. So then, so been there from when did you say? June, uh, July, July, yeah, July last year, yeah, yeah. Because you've been doing the right billings, wise, <laughs> yeah, a little. What bit. have you done so far? Um, well, December I did sixty, yeah, which was solid. I think I'm at about hundred and twenty in was six months. Sixty is that your biggest month? Yeah, that's my biggest month in my career, to be really? fair. Yeah, so like, why do you think that is? What? Like, how? How? Why do you think like nearly like nearly ten years into your career, sixty k, brand new market, yeah, brand new job, brand new agency, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it was more like because I started um, managing from an early stage in my career, yeah. And then I was getting more and more off the phones, like as the years were going through. Yeah. But yeah, I, d I don't know. Like I had at my last place, I had thirty-five k months, forty k months, but never oh. quite like sixty. 60 yeah. yeah. Especially in December, I was like, yeah, what? this is this is sick. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah, and why 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 do you think that is? I don't know. I just I think it was just literally that was all the stars were aligned with everything yeah. like every every company I was getting interviews with like one of them got the job they all yeah. took it and everything oh, great like that, that happens, yeah it? all of it just yeah clicked. exactly exactly like there's only been since I've been there there's only been one month that I've blanked really yeah and then like I did I think I did two deals the like the first and second of the next month anyway so really? it's just like yeah okay, it was cyclical so business development mm what's been your sort of relationship with that and how you how have you always done with that so clearly so you're someone that yeah wanted to get your own jobs and stuff like that yeah so like how has that how's how's that been and what have been your sort of learnings or challenges with that it's different now to what i was doing with engineering like mm. tech tech's definitely very different because engineering it was just 100 percent phone based it was just literally add as many businesses and managers to the database and really? call them like really? yeah call them call them call them that's mm -hmm. how i used to pick pick jobs up really? but now it's like and then i was more focused on relationship building now it's i still obviously am phone based but mm. some the majority of them don't answer the phone so really? it's like yeah so it's literally like i'll try and connect them on linkedin or I'll send them an email or I'll send them an yeah. email but then i always follow it up with a phone call mm. and i think that's what people need to be doing to be successful in bd is making sure that you're getting on the phone with them yeah different touch points and then yeah. try and drive phone conversations yeah and then meetings and then just cement it from there mm. well, well, so 
before you left um, X4, was that yeah. still very much the approach to win clients? Just get on the phone and like yeah, out? yeah, pretty much phone, really? yeah, phone based um, stuff. They did like didn't have a recruiter license at yeah. that point. They might do now. I don't know, yeah, but yeah. yeah, mine was just LinkedIn Premium account. Mad. Yeah, which was like when I when I first got to understand, they were like, oh, you got a recruiter license. I was like, cool. What the hell do I do with it? That's mad. Like, I didn't know about like yeah, safe search or anything like that. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, yeah. So. So how have you adapted to that then? Because you've never done that before. Yeah. Because you're someone that's obviously, from what I can see online, trying to embrace doing different things and all mm. that. So quickly realised that, well, actually, just smashing the switchboard and stuff isn't getting me a lot of success here. Yeah. Like how, what, yeah, how's, how have you found that, like approaching it differently? I just try different things and just really? see if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm not someone who's like, oh, I'll try it once and then if it mm. doesn't work, I'll never do it again because like it might take five or six ten hundred attempts doing the same thing with different people to see how it how you get yeah. on with it so, so what, what have been some of the most effective ways so far then for you um linkedin insights linkedin uh, insights yeah what is that so if you've got like um well i'm giving all the secrets away hey, <laughs> come on mate we're all about sharing yeah here, mate. um so on, on is that like, your linkedin license yeah, so on premium, I think it's on some premium accounts or like the recruiter accounts. You can view um, like their business and how, like where their degrees come from or like yeah. where their staff come from. That's, I think you've got to pay more for that. Yeah, I think so. So you can do like we do stuff like that. Um, so you, so you, so that's a tool that's been pretty effective. Yeah, so that's been quite effective. Yeah, that has what, been so effective. You, so you'd be able to look at a company and go, ah, oh, so there's a lot of people with this certain degree or the, yeah. these types of unities. If I can find, so that helps you then um, understand what the type of people you should yeah, be looking so for. When, yeah, and when I speak to them over the phone or on an email, I'll literally say, oh, I've looked at this through LinkedIn mm. and I see you do, you take on people from this uni or this uni. Yeah. Like, why is that? And just asking an so inquisitive added context yeah. helps. Yeah, it's not just like, oh, I specialise in .NET development. Yeah. Can I, can I have a cool. job? I like that. Because <laughs> the thing is, in today's world, as you know, recruiting in tech, like, mm. you can have all the best tech, but if you don't utilise it or actually use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know how many people listening right now have LinkedIn Insights, but I think you definitely got to be paying some cash for, that, for, the, <laughs> yeah, for those things. But that, that's yeah. interesting. So you've been using that, so that's helped. Yeah, that's helped. Um, and just... Yeah, more like more presence on LinkedIn's helped. Like yeah. posting the weekly mindset things really helped for me because I have like I have people connecting to me like oh really like that's an awesome post. Like really? some some still don't comment on it, but they'll connect to me and yeah. just like oh yeah that really resonated with me. I'm like oh all right thank you very much. Awesome. But how has that actually helped you? What in terms of just billions? Yeah, or well, like, just like how has it how, like wh how has it helped you as a recruiter? I think it gets your profile out there more and it just shows that you're not the same recruiter. Mm. Like if you put .NET into LinkedIn, there'll be like so many like blanket things oh, or just like carbon copies of specializing .NET, specializing yeah, yeah. .NET. There's so many tech recruiters. Man. Yeah, exactly. And just like constantly posting, oh, I've got this job or I've yeah, got that yeah. job. It just like one of my best mates is a developer and yeah. he was like I fucking hate that really? he's like the amount of people I've disconnected from just because it's like new job new, new job, job new job, job he's yeah. like yeah I'm not I'm not about that yeah. so it's like just mixing up what you're posting yeah. really helps and that's what enables you to build relationships with people who stand out basically yeah exactly that but then you've got on the phone with these people right yeah yeah 100% like if as soon as someone likes my post I connect to them mm. like and say thanks for liking my post like what did you like about it and yeah. like I always like getting feedback so I ask them awesome. for that and then I post I post some tech stuff as well mm. so like I try and think about what um, what like the clients would want to see or what the candidates would yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. and then just anyone who likes that I connect to them and like yeah. oh thanks and just spark off conversations yeah. and just just final thing on that mate obviously look this is the sort of word I'm in but it's, it's just mm. great to hear someone else's perspective on that mm. if I'm listening right now I'm going yeah I'll just, mate, I'll just, I'll just smash the phones mate I'm alright yeah don't work mate <laughs> do you know what I mean like just like uh, so how so how is it actually the practicality is so it's, has it enabled you to be more effective on BD has it I don't know do you know what I mean what has it actually really helped you with on like the day to day in your recruitment job that, which is why it's worth thinking about or trying things it's yeah because like some some hiring managers or like internal recruiters have actually connected to you mm. like if they've liked your post you connect to them and they're like oh yeah some even say oh, I don't normally connect with recruiters 
or I don't normally accept uh, connection requests, mm. but I really liked what you said. And then uh, that just sparks a conversation. Yeah. And you don't have to say, all right, give me your job straight yeah, away. Like you use that as an insight into them, mm. find out what, like find out what their need is. Like mm. always, as you said, pain points. I always yeah. used to think about BD and objection handling as like, someone having a suit of armor on because that's what i got taught yeah and it's like find out where the weakness, where the weakness is, is and then yeah. just yeah and then just go in that so, way so uh, yeah so no, i think that's fair so what it's enabled you to do is have conversations with people with typically people that are getting pestered all the time mm. get getting pestered by people that look the same and very quickly because you've been willing to sort of share a bit around Arj and what you're passionate about and mm. what you're interested in that it's enabled you to drive conversations with people that give you an opportunity to go long term like yeah. this is what do you know what we do here blah 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 yeah exactly that that. yeah exactly that. yeah no that's that's cool mate but i think to run the office like it's got it's got to be accompanied with being proactive oh 100 it's yeah. got to be both yeah if you it just post yeah if you just post on linkedin for the sake of posting yeah like yeah it's all well and good that you'll get some profile views but what are you doing with that yeah, yeah. you've got you to pick, you pick up the phone yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah so if you're not doing anything with it then yeah it is pointless but it's another way of selling yeah, but yeah, yeah. people don't realise it's selling. How um so what so now sort of through all your experiences now, how mm. have you like really approached management and grown your team now? Any sort of key things there that you sort of, is really important to you? Because you said earlier, obviously, understood that I just can't manage everyone the same way. But yeah, what's like really important to you now as a manager? You're clearly learning about it. Any sort of insights there? I think, yeah, more patience. Mm. Like that, that has to be it, and just. I think every time I hired people in the past, I just expected them to be good from day one. Mm. And it then took me like, no, you got to remember, <laughs> remember you were shit once and, yeah. and, and that sort and that sort of thing. So it's, yeah, just having the patience, but being, being there when they need you, but giving them independence straight away. Mm. Cause it's like, let them find their feet, let them fuck up. Mm. It's not like they're going to kill anyone, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they might make What's a worse mistake. Yeah, they might make a mistake. They might like we we have people just start as resources at understanding. So yeah. it's not like they're going to lose a client or yeah, anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So yeah, it's let so, yeah, them give accountability. Yeah, be patient. 100%, yeah, allow these people to fail. And I'm assuming then it's your job then to be like right what can we do better next yeah. time? What did you learn from that? And sort of cultivate that. Yeah. And be more of a, be more of a coach and a mentor as a po and a leader, as opposed to a manager. Yeah. So not just like, Oh, you'll be doing this yes. at this time, yeah, this yeah, at this yeah, time, yeah. this at this time. It's right. I think you should be doing this or what do you think you should be mm. doing? What's worked well for you? What hasn't worked well for you? Mm. Awesome. And then, yeah, growing my team now, it's just making sure I hire the right people. Like I've, mm. I've gone from, a massive team of 20 people to yeah. two now it's like i want to grow it again and it be yeah. sustainable and, like, and are you are you in complete control of that like in terms of like who you hire yeah 100 yeah. really yeah yeah so the directors still have a say on who comes into the business obviously mm. but if i'm like i don't if want you're like i want this person there's a very good chance they're gonna start. yeah 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 what, exactly. so that's interesting always get asked around um sort of hiring there obviously there's so much challenges for business owners and mm. managers on hiring for their team like what are the for, from your perspective what are the non-negotiables when you're looking to hire for your team like what do these people have to have or what do you need to see for you to be like i want to give this person a chance accountability accountability yeah and like just evidence off that okay and also resilience as well that's like a that's a main one accountability how do you look for that just like just with how they answer questions as well if they're like if you can tell they're like bending the truth a little bit or mm. if you can just tell something's not sitting right and you probe with them mm. if they hold their hands up and go yeah you know what i'm actually chatting a little bit of crap yeah then i'm like okay that's actually that yeah, actually yeah, works yeah. for me yeah but if they're like oh yeah i've been the best thing since sliced bread and i'll do this and i do that and you're like oh, you haven't have you yeah, yeah, yeah and then they're just like no i am <laughs> like nah <laughs> off your pop <laughs> how, how how do you uh how do you try and identify resilience in people that of interest just ask about like their life ask about where they think they've struggled before mm. and like how they've like persevered and and got through it mm. like some people like just give oh i've been a keen sportsman and like we lost a game and then 
we picked ourselves up. I was yeah, like, that's yeah. not really resilient. <laughs> like, I've had some, I've had some people who I've hired before who have literally come from nothing, mm. like hadn't been on holiday outside the UK before um, before joining and hitting a holiday target, like mm. that sort of thing, like really struggling with finance and mm. and what have you, and like stuff like that resonates with me because yeah. like I haven't, my family have been like comfortable and fairly well off, but like I've not come from like a mansion or, yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. like that my father struggled through like work and that so mm. i've seen those struggles so like yeah. that resonates, that with, resonates me. with me yeah. yeah so it's just it's literally just having something about you where you're not just a like you're not just the same person or a carbon copy of yeah. like someone else really okay mate um before we finish then a couple of mm. things i guess just to run that off then for for anyone listening that maybe over the next couple of years or long term maybe thinking right like do i do i see myself at this agency for the next sort of two three years not sure the next decade or in 2020 now mm. blah 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 just from your experience then because that can be obviously really daunting or yeah. it's daunting anytime moving a job right but particularly for those people that have been in one agency for a while whatever what, what would be your sort of go-to advice on if if you're considering a move maybe complete different market want a complete new start new business mm. what yeah any any advice just to sort of key things to look out for that could say, help through that yeah i'd say take your time yeah. when looking like don't just jump ship for the sake of jumping like mm. i never th it was never that i thought oh the grass is going to be greener somewhere else yeah. i was just like i've done what i have done here and i i just thought it was naturally time for me to move on yeah so it's yeah don't rush but do your research, get a rec to rec. Mm. Like I used, I had a couple of other interviews other than understanding. I went to understanding direct, mm. um, but like the rec to recs can advise you on yeah. what companies you actually should be going for. You yeah. do your own research and then just ask as many questions as possible throughout the whole interview yeah. stage. I think the expectation one's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Like what, okay, if I join tomorrow, what are the actual expectations of me? Yeah, 100%. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, find out like, um, are you expected to bill straight away? Are you yeah. expected to pick up clients? Like, what happens if you don't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like find all all of that because that's going to help you your mind at ease as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like not have as much pressure on yourself. Yeah, because it can obviously be hard when you've got like that amount of experience behind you going into a new company. Yeah, you was obviously I was in the the big dog, mate, leader of the year <laughs> and all that, and then now you got to build those relationships again, yeah, internal exactly. stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's having that. It's having that pressure as well because like i've got a mortgage i've got a lot of outgoings and all that mm. sort of thing so that was a that billing manager recruitment last time <laughs> yeah paid off your uni debt yeah 100 yeah really paid, yeah, that's I awesome pa i paid that off about three four years ago really yeah Matt, that's wicked man so that was good yeah that's good. it was a it was a nice touch when i i knew it was the final one because yeah I was that like, must be a good feeling yeah it was counting down the because it just keeps thing. just keeps eating away at your like monthly wage doesn't it yeah like, how it? yeah exactly so it's um it's like basically like another tax yeah so i, I used to see tax ni and then student oh, yeah and there was there were some months where they're taking like 1500 1700 quid out of my like pay yeah, that must be so painful yeah i was like imagine when this is finally paid yeah, off yeah, like yeah, i've yeah, got yeah. all that cash just just interesting one on that what have have you obviously it's come up a couple of times but like did you have you had any advice or what, what's been your sort of relationship with like earning more money do you know what I mean because coming mm. from uni debt or that yeah that that obviously that again when you're young and again back to sort of you went out a lot and then yeah, you sort yeah. of changed and stuff but mm. don't know have you what's been your experience in like don't know have you planned obviously you told me obviously before we started that you're in the process of buying the home which yeah. is awesome so like what's been your relationship um, have you sort of grown up with like your finances as well yeah 100% really like when I first started I think probably the first three or four years I spent every penny I earned yeah. like I literally would empty my bank account yeah. and no one tells you to do anything differently that, no it? no one does like well, <laughs> my mum and dad did actually it's like nah it's yeah, right. but, Maybe, yeah but yeah. you don't want your mum and dad telling you that because exactly. you're not going to yeah, listen yeah. that's exactly what happened like I literally just went oh, you know what? Nah. I'll, I'll just do me I've worked hard for this yeah exactly so like thinking about it if I had started saving even a little bit, yeah. I would have had a flat a couple of years yeah. earlier. I would have had this house probably yeah. a couple of years earlier, that, that sort yeah. of thing. So It's not like don't enjoy it, but I just think yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely a conversation worth to be had there. When you start earning good money in recruitment and you're young, you're in London typically or wherever in the city, yeah. who's telling you to say, well, Arjun, look, do your thing, but 
if I was in your shoes, I'd be thinking about this and just plant those seeds so, that, yeah, that you can then make your own decision on. Well, actually, I'm going to start saving 2% of my monthly wage every time mm. I'm going to pull it in this type of bank account and that's going to mean da, 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 do you know what I mean I think there's such a conversation to be had there yeah do you know what I mean yeah I think so and it's it's things that I do now with like with my new lad and really? um, yeah because I, I was like what, what are your goals it's like right I want to buy a house by time on 26 yeah. and I'm like right cool and how do you how are you going to get there like how much do you need to save each month yeah. to get it what 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 property prices are you looking at? Like, yeah. where are you looking? How many bedrooms? Yeah. And it, it then gets them like picturing what it is. So yeah. it then actually becomes tangible. Yeah, that's good. Mm. And I'm assuming that helps you motivate him when he's like, I don't want to get on the phone, mate. <laughs> yeah. You said you wanted to get yeah, that house, yeah, yeah. mate. You've worked it out. <laughs> yeah, that's how I did it. Like I wanted, when I f first started, I had a 1.6 golf that yeah. my mum had given me. Yeah. And like I'd ragged it around whilst yeah. at uni. I was like, right, I want a BMW one series. Yeah. And as as shit as it sounds, mm. I printed a photo of that car that I wanted really? and stuck it on really my monitor. About it. Yeah, I just stuck it on my monitor. So every day I was looking at it and I was yeah, like, that's yeah, why yeah. I'm doing this job. Yeah. That's why I'm getting told to go away twenty times a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what have you. Fair enough, mate. I love that. Um before we finish, mate, as you mm. know, you're um you're coming to the event, aren't you? I am indeed, yeah. yeah. So, um, so I've got a couple of questions on resilience yeah. with, with the event coming up. So I've got three questions for you and then I'm going to ask you what you're excited about and I'll ask you the final question. So sure. first question, what, what does resilience in recruitment mean to you? So to me, it is literally just sticking at it and being accountable with it. So if you, you'll have good days and you have bad days, mm. like you love good months and bad months mm. and it's like it's just digging deep and trusting in the process mm. and thinking yeah you know what there is going to be light at the end of the tunnel mm. so it's like just that. having that about you trusting the process I like yeah that. um interesting one this one it's got some interesting answers so how in your opinion how has the importance or need for resilience changed as the industry's evolved i think yeah, I think it's come it's come a little bit come a little bit down. Mm. Like especially when there's different areas of recruitment now. It's not you don't have to do a full three sixty role. You could start one eighty and start as a mm. resource. So you can go into talent acquisition. You can go internal. Mm. So like you don't really have to be resilient in or to, as much in an internal role or talent acquisition mm. to a, a three sixty BD yeah, like yeah, yeah. sourcing model. So. So you, you think there's from when you first started to now, mm. the sort of environment you're in that maybe requires less resilience? Uh, yeah, to an extent. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it depends what type of business you're in. Yeah. Um like there'll still be some that are literally like cutthroat businesses yeah, yeah. and you've got to be like smashing Yeah, smashing it. Yeah, exactly that. But yeah. That's fair enough. It's definitely evolved, right? And I think yeah. it's th I think it's like resilience in in sort of slightly different ways now. There might be not getting any in-mail re replies. Or yeah. like, do you know what I mean? It's slightly different maybe compared to when you was in that office with the three directors and you were getting point blank notes. Yeah, That's a bit yeah. different to the sort of resilience you mean when you get no likes on your post. Or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's interesting, right? So it's like yeah. sort of different experiences experience of resilience now yeah. you definitely can still you're going to get rejected and all that but mm. yeah okay uh last one what be interested in what you say about this so what what do you think and what do you do in terms of what can people do themselves to instill more resilience or what can people do um themselves to instill resilience in their teams yeah like what yeah what sort of things do you do so for me i just i always used to think about like the negatives of every day mm. like, and I was like oh this went to shit this went to shit mm. and I'm like I didn't actually think about the positives Okay. and I've just now started like well I've been doing it for a while like every time I go home or like first thing in the morning I, I visualise in my morning I visualise like when I'm in the shower like how my day's going to go Love that. so I'm like right this this person's going to get this job i'm going to get interviews with this yeah like even when i was, had the offer accepted on the house like i woke up in the morning i was like right i'm going to hear today that this offer's yeah, been accepted awesome. like that sort of thing and then on the um either going home or on the way home i'm like what did i actually get out of this day that was good mm. and i'm like right oh this went well this went well 
Like mm. even if it, even if it's like oh, five in mails accepted or yeah, yeah, yeah. like or I had a decent BD call. Yeah. Like just take the little wins and yeah. they'll then build into the big wins. I like that. And then like when you do deals, like actually revel in it a little bit. Yeah. It's always like celebrate oh, the win. Yeah, it's always, it's always like, you're always looking the forward in recruitment, aren't you? Yeah. What what we're gonna build next month? Yeah, we're gonna do this. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you, you've become better at instead of you've become better at focusing on. Well, actually, I did have a fucking horrible day, but yeah. I did. You better at sort of focusing on the, the good parts. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that can be difficult to do, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, because you can. It's so difficult to do. Yeah, because like one one girl in the in in the office, she was like, "Oh, I've had a really shit day today." I was like, "Didn't you just put fifteen k in?" Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, but I didn't get enough CVs." Oh. I was like, "Oh no, come on, like, come on." Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, again, it sounds quite simple, but it, it's, it's such an empowering moment and realisation that you're in complete control of what you focus on. Yeah. I know it sounds really simple, but like there's a lot of people out there that if someone cuts them up on their way into work, like that's a day ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, that used to be me. Yeah, it's mad, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I've been on my own journey with that, but it's such a, when you realise that, Obviously, we're all prone to being like people fucking you off, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think when you really realize that you're completely accountable to how you react, how you feel about things, like that's down to you. That's not down to the candidate dropping out. That's not down yeah. to the, 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 it's not down to the person cutting you up in the traffic. Like yeah. that is down to you. And that is really empowering. That massively helps in recruitment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if, you, if your colleague, yeah, drives into work, someone cuts them up and they're fuming mm. and they're fuming for the most of the day. Yeah. Pff, mate. Like they're at a disadvantage. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? How how so that's what you do for yourself. Anything yeah. for your team that how have you have you tried to cultivate that in your team? Yeah. So how do you do that? Yeah, one hundred percent. So I literally I celebrate the wins with them. Awesome. Um like so if we have a if we have a good week or if we have a good month, we're like, all right, we'll go to the pub or yeah. like we'll go go for a meal or, or yeah. what have you. And just yeah, I just instill like they ask me about my life experience and that because yeah. one I've known for a couple of months, the other I've known for seven months. So yeah. it's just this; it's still in that getting yeah, to know yeah. me phase. So. so, so, so I guess it is. It to be fair, it comes back to that. If your if your colleague comes to you, and goes, "Oh, I've had a like." If you ask him, "Right, how was your day?" and he goes, yeah. "Shit, mate." Yeah. And then it's your job then to be like, "Right, okay, yeah, fair, but yeah. let what what did you do that you're happy with today?" Yeah, exactly. Think, that. Yeah. So it's, it's those types of things. Yeah. So it's like, why was it shit? All right, what could you have done to make it better, yeah. and then finish with what was actually good? Yeah, yeah, and that, and that, yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So, um, before I ask you the final question, mm. what are you excited about, mate? What's going on in twenty twenty for the .NET team? What are you excited about? <laughs> Growth and expansion more than anything else. Yeah. So I've got plans to hire at least two, maybe three others this year. Awesome. Um, and just. Yeah, I want it because I'm now back to billing and managing. Mm. I just want to have like a monster year. So like, I want it. Yeah. So I'm like, taste that sixty k month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sixty k month. Twenty last month. Already on ten for this month. So it's like, I'm yeah, I'm aiming for three sixty four hundred this year. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll set myself yeah big target. Yeah. I'm gonna have to uh, get get you back on the podcast, mate. See how it's done. Because what's been what's been your biggest year today? Uh, biggest year today was like two hundred and five. Really? So like you want you want to monster? Yeah, near enough double it. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the that's the plan, And then yeah, just grow and just sustainable growth and make sure everyone like knows what they're doing yeah. they know why they're here they know what they're doing it for and, mm-hmm. and and that and just yeah helping drive the business forward awesome last question mm. if Arjun could communicate to every single recruiter out there mm. they'd listen they'd take on your advice could be a phrase a sentence a word what do you want to tell these people if they're going to listen to trust wise? the process trust the process trust the process literally like figure out what you need to do what needs to make you successful in recruitment and just do it over and over again trust the process yeah it's been a pleasure mate nice one cheers thank you so much for listening to the podcast I really want to ensure this podcast remains valuable and relevant for all of you if you have topics or questions you would love me to cover with future guests then please get in touch with me best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Just search Hishimazoos and drop me a message. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you have two minutes, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave an honest review 
for the podcast. It will simply mean that I can reach more people with this podcast. You can easily leave a review for the podcast by clicking the link in the episode notes or by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash rollercoaster. Thank you again for listening.